Welcome to Classroom Success 101 Podcast Show. I'm your host, Josh Roos, the Hardcore Behaviorist, and I'm here to help you overcome those problems you're experiencing every day. You're listening to a master audio class, so put your positive thinking caps on and get ready for another lesson on how to achieve greatness within your classroom. For show notes, make sure you check out our website at hardcorebehaviors.com forward slash podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, make sure you check out our Hardcore Behaviors Teacher Pay Teacher Store for our helpful digital downloads. And join our Facebook group, Educators United, to help education continue to thrive during these tough times we are facing when schools are closed throughout the country due to the coronavirus. By joining Educators United, we encourage you to upload free online educational resources to help educate our students from a distance. Back to another episode of Classroom Success 101. And today we have a very special guest. Uh, Her name is Jenny Rammel. And um, she is here to talk to us about um, building relationships to prevent escalating behaviors and the zone of regulation. Uh, Jenny, welcome and uh, talk to us about um, your journey into your education career. Well, thanks for having me today. I'm pleased to be here and share some of my information. I have been in public education for 19 years. I started out in just a rural, um, actually a log cabin building in rural Montana as a special educator. I then taught uh, general education in a bigger, larger district. And then I've been in back in special education for the last, oh gosh, I think that's been 10 years of my uh, most recent career. Um, I really like the fact that I've had time in the general education classroom. I feel like that really um, helps me see the bigger picture of both special education services and um, general education services and what that looks like when we're dealing with students that we that we share. I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, I, I, unfortunately for me, I, I, I've spent a lot of time working with behavior and not really getting to experience much classroom time um, on the general education side of things. And now I've actually, I'm, after 10 years, I'm, I'm actually getting that experience. And I can tell you, um, there are some things that I wish I would have known back when I, you know, worked with teachers on trying to implement things within the classroom that I know now. So uh, having that uh, that general education background is is definitely uh, a much needed area um, for sure. It definitely is, because certainly we want our general education teachers to feel supported. And by us having that background in that gives us that perspective. So we know how to best help them meet the needs of these students. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, um, what are some of the uh, things that you've seen within the, uh, the general education classroom that you feel like are some things that could help teachers out 
um, that are a must when it comes to preventing um, some of these behavior problems? You know, certainly I feel that all educators were here to, you know, meet the needs of all of our students and really go above and beyond um, developing those relationships with students. And I just can't emphasize enough how important it is for us as educators to reach out, really get to know our students and really build those positive relationships. I feel that that is just essential and key as we move through the day with some of these kiddos that have some higher needs. Um, if those solid relationships are in place, I feel that that is really beneficial um, when there are times that students are escalating. But I also feel that building relationships, um, healthy relationships with students uh, really helps to prevent some of those behavior, those escalating behaviors. Mm -hmm. I, I agree with that. It's, it's uh, you know, one thing that uh, I remember going back, you know, working as a behavior teacher on campus, um, you know, some of the time, sometimes we don't always get to work with some of the most intense um, students because they haven't been identified. Um, I know with some of the behavior programs that I've worked with, it was specifically a special education program. And, you know, some, some, sometimes principals are like, well, you work in behavior. Can you just go over and, and, and work with this kid while that student is in an escalated state? And it's like, I'm like, it's not that simple. Right. You know, like you gotta have that relationship built before you're ever going to be able to, you know, work wonders with that student. Um, I know it's, it's very difficult to come in um, to an escalated um, behavior when that student doesn't even know you, you know, the, the, the big thing is you got to build that trust, you know, um, how, how can a student um, be able to trust you in their most um, intense uh, form of behavior um, and that it can be very, for those students, it can be very, um, you know, it, it's very personal at the, that, that state of mind. And they, they need somebody there to be able to, um, you know, uh, trust that they can, they, they're not going to make that a bigger problem than what it is. So um, definitely, you know, building those positive relationships with those students is a, is a must up front. Um, that's, that's going to be one of the key things. Um, and, you know, you, you talked on the subject of zone of regulations and I, I know that's uh, a big thing out there. What, what was the, what's, what was the process or what was, was that implemented within your specific school or was that a district wide thing? Uh, can you talk more about the zone of regulations um, for people that um, may not know what that program's all about? Yeah, I'd love to. Actually, uh, zones of regulation, um, I brought that back from a conference, and I just felt really strongly that it would help these kiddos um, that have a tendency to have some big behaviors, perhaps have been exposed to trauma, um, I brought it to the attention of the superintendent in my district as proposing that we implement it district wide. 
And he was not on board with that, but gave me permission to implement it um, in my wing in the Mm -hmm. learning centers. And um, so we laid it out and really worked with students to identify um, basic emotions. And I was really surprised how limited kiddos were. They were able to tell me just the basic emotions of happy, sad, angry, um, and didn't have a vocabulary to include worried or frustrated. Um, Just really noticed that kids were really limited with what they could identify in themselves and others. So the zones of regulation, once you have kiddos that have the vocabulary in place and are able to identify um, their zone, their emotion, and therefore what zone they would be in, it helps them to then come up with, through instruction, come up with coping strategies that can help them throughout their day. So the zones, um, blue being, I'm just kind of feeling kind of sad, kind of low maybe, Um, what are some coping strategies I can do to help me get to the green zone, which is the optimum zone, meaning you're ready to go, ready to learn. Um, The yellow zone is a zone where students are perhaps excited, um, but could be frustrated and worried. And we really talk about what are the expected behaviors when you're in the yellow zone. If we're at a pep assembly and it's exciting, of course, we're going to, some expected behaviors would be maybe um, we're loud and we're clapping, but certainly that's expected versus if you're in the yellow zone in the library, that's unexpected to be, you know, noisy and um, just really showing a lot of busy behavior. So what are some coping strategies that the kiddos could use? And then, of course, we move on um, and identify the red zone where students or adults even are feeling upset and angry and identify what are the expected behaviors. It's okay to have those emotions. All of the emotions are good. All of the zones are good. It's just learning as humans, what are the expected behaviors um, that we could have in place, some coping tools and strategies that we could use to help students so students can help themselves get back into a zone where behavior is um, expected. So we implemented it in the learning center. It took about two months, really. Everyone was using the same language. Everyone was on track. And my superintendent started noticing, hey, something's going on here. Um, And it was really, we were really seeing some positive results in a lot of these kiddos. Um, It didn't take him long to figure out that this was a good strategy that we had in place. And Mm -hmm. um, he then mandated over the summer that um, school district wide, the zones of regulation would be implemented in the cafeteria, classrooms, playgrounds. Um, And boy, we really just saw kiddos um, really put into some into place some strategies that help them throughout their day. Yeah, and I, I like the fact that it, it's almost like y'all took the zone of regulations and I, uh, and and utilize it like a um, a, a school wide PBIS uh, tool, you know, um, teaching these kids how to um, come up with their coping strategies in each area of the school is is very 
um, ideal for trying to, you know, provide expectations for each area of the school. And um, that's definitely one of the biggest things I know is a struggle is, is, is you, you, um, you have to take time um, to be able to teach these skills to these students. And, um, you know, was there any kind of specific, um, did y'all, I, was it just a specific group of kids or kids that started this whole thing or did, um, was it a, a, a major problem that students couldn't identify these coping skills as, as an overall, um, maybe grade or, or, or class, class level? So, for instance, in the Learning Center, we have what's called morning check-in, and these students are coming to the Learning Center rooms, and we're first making sure that their basic needs are met, that they've had breakfast, um, Mm -hmm. that, you know, if it's rainy or or they're wet, that they have dry clothes to put on, um, if grooming needs to take place. So we're making sure that those basic needs are met, and then we do what's called our check-in, and it's a group Uh, activity teacher led usually five or six kids at a table Um, they walk into the room they take their picture and they place it in the zone so a lot of them come in and they're able to put their picture in the green zone Um, I might have a student that puts their picture in the yellow zone I may have a student that walks in and puts their picture in the red zone and at that point they're going to go straight back to the calming area until they're feeling um, or, you know, have implemented the strategies that work for them to get them back out into the green zone. So every morning we talk about it. We read lots of um, children's books, picture books, and we talk about the emotions. We identify the emotions. We identify strategies. We talk about possible or potential scenarios that they may have with teachers or peers in the classroom or the playground. So it's a, it's continual education uh, for a lot of students that have those social, emotional, behavioral needs. They get that intense instruction. And then for the general ed population, um, our school counselor goes in and does lessons on a monthly basis. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's a... Uh... It's, it's definitely, it seems like, um, you know, the zone of regulations is a, a really good tool. Now, you said when they come in uh, red, and I, I know this is a, a subject where uh, some of the audience kind of is, is trying to figure out, you know, cool down zones. You know, have you seen um, some of the 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 best cool down zones, if, if you're going to implement a cool down zone within the classroom, uh, what are some ideas teachers could possibly use um, that, that actually work in the cool down zone? Sure. So um, I have just a little area. It's um, in, in the corner of the classroom, in the back of the classroom. And back there is a soft bean bag. There are a few stuffed animals. Um, I have these visuals of just uh, playful kittens, just pictures that have a tendency to make kids and adults smile. Um, We have, oh gosh, I'm not sure what they're called, those sensory uh, bottles. They have like floating glitter. Uh, Yeah, just kind of a visual it's the ones where you uh, you you shake it up and then you watch the glitter fall down. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. The, and those are things that, uh, that, um, I've seen in there. I know I, I took a, one of my graduate uh, level courses, uh, one of the professors talked about the cool down zone. And, um, when I guess you, what she, her main point was, cause I, the, I know the number one issue is how long do you let them be in the cool down zone? How do you know they're, um, they're actually, um, deescalating in, in the behavior, and one of the things that my professor was saying was, you know, you got to have some kind of um, maybe some some books in there or some some coloring pages or things like that. So that when, you know, they are like coloring or they're looking at books, that that is actually a clear sign that they are in their frontal lobe thinking process on that uh, logical thing, logical and reasoning thinking and that they are, you know, coming out of that um, flight fighter freeze mode. Right. So that's kind of what um, I know our professor was kind of talking about. But uh, I, I know the cool down, cool down zones are big in elementary schools. Um, you know, with now when you're talking about the zone of regulations, um, how was that? Did you see that being implemented at a secondary school? Um, I know secondary school, sometimes, sometimes we get this, this, uh, this, this idea in our heads that they should have learned this stuff in elementary school. And, um, you know, we still see students struggling on how to have proper coping skills. Um, so was there anything that was pretty different or, or pretty uh, like a good idea how secondary was implementing some of those strategies? You know, that's a really good question. I haven't seen it implemented on the secondary, you know, on that level. But something that I talk with as I'm doing, you know, middle school check-in with these kiddos and talking about, gosh, you know what? you guys are leaps and bounds of some adults out in society who don't know how to want identify their emotions and then, and then self-regulate. And that's always a buy-in for the older kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, I know secondary. Is, I mean, I think this is, and this is what I always talk about. Um, cause I, I've worked in these lower elementaries and also in secondaries. And one of the big things that I've always looked at was we need to like front load our, uh, early elementary elementary schools up with intense intervention so that when they get to secondary, it, it becomes one of those things that, um, these kids already understand, uh, some of the coping skills. They've already learned this coping skills. Um, and it's just one of those things that as a school district, um, you know, it, it's trying to get some of the um, people on board on, on on getting those things processed. I know you mentioned earlier about trying to get your superintendent on board with just the zone of regulations, um, you know, and, and that took a process. It seemed like trying to get uh, him on board. Uh, so, I mean, with the buy-in, how, how was the buy-in process amongst the teachers? Was that a, a struggle for some? You know, it was. It was a struggle for some. But as it unfolded and watching students who, you know, when you have behaviors in the general ed classroom, when there's a student, you know, underneath a bank of computers, 
pulling the plugs and just being destructive because they don't have those coping strategies. But, you know, a few months down the road, that same student is using strategies to one, take a break, ask to go to the learning center. The general ed teachers started seeing that and of course, seeing how that made their jobs easier and how it made most importantly, students more productive in their day. So it did take a little bit to unfold. Um, change sometimes is, is difficult, but it's well worth it to have those strategies in place for, for kids. And, and like you alluded to just a few minutes ago, hopefully by the time they get into secondary education, into the upper grades, that these things are coming to them as second nature. You know, they're going to have struggles in their day, but, um, you know, learning those tools that they can, you know, self-regulate themselves, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, and 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 that's um, you know I, I, sometimes school districts struggle in that area. I mean, I think sometimes um, the big thing is focus on academic, 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 uh, state testing, and you know it's it's uh, I, you know sometimes we got to go back and we got to go to the basics, and we um, we have to be able to teach those social skills and. And, and coping skills so that we can try to prevent those behavior problems from happening within the classroom. And, uh, you know, a, a program like the zone of regulations is, is a really good tool to help teach those skills during those social skill lessons. Um, I could definitely see that being beneficial to any school. Um, I know, like I said, I, I've seen it, I've never been to the the training, but I have seen it over my years of um, being in the education field. And um, it was just one of those things that I, I remember going over and, and looking at those different zones. And uh, it's 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 a pretty good tool. Um, I, I highly recommend that for all teachers out there um, and to and, you know, to look at that so that they can teach those kids those skills. Uh, so. Uh, how's the uh, how how has uh, becoming a special special ed director uh, impacted you um, in in trying to help? Are you looking at are you a special ed director for just certain grade levels? Or are you a special ed director for K through twelve? So special education director in just a small K eight district. Okay. Um, yeah. But with that, uh, I still have teaching time and I still get that student contact time. So I'm implementing these strategies and building these relationships with kiddos um, on a daily basis. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's uh, one of those things that, um, you know, trying to get those strategies out there and, and um, you know, uh, implementing them and, and having buy-in is, is one of the big things. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on today and, uh, you know, to, to finalize things up. Um, what would you say if, if a brand new teacher was going into the field and was struggling with behavior, what would be something that you would uh, let them know or advise them on to get help in? You know, I would just really um, invite that teacher to get to know that kiddo that's really struggling with the behaviors 
take a couple minutes every day and learn about that student, learn about what their interests are, what really motivates them, perhaps what their struggles are, and and just be that person for that kiddo. And that just just takes us leaps and bounds when we have an understanding and an insight to who that child is and maybe what is motivating the behavior. And then you can come up with strategies to best meet their needs. Mm-hmm. And all great advice. Um, relationship building is number one, and that is key. And Jenny, I appreciate you coming on today. Um, and I hope we get to talk more. And, uh, you know, I, I very much appreciative of your advice that you've given um, on the show today. So, well, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I'd love to come back um, at any time. All right. Well, with that being said, you have an awesome night and we will stay in touch. Sounds good. Thank you. Uh, and take care. All right. You as well. Bye. Bye bye. If you know someone who needs to hear this, share it with them, send them a text message, a DM, an email, put it on all your social media platforms, and tag me at Hardcore Behaviors. Also, keep the five-star reviews coming over on iTunes. It helps teachers find the show so they get an opportunity to make the decision to grow as well.